the first North American Capcom Cup online event went off without a hitch. Unless, of course, you count the drama surrounding the reigning champion participating and then forfeiting in the top eight. Plus, Chris G loses his sponsorship with Evil Geniuses over some sexist and racist comments from years ago, and we learn more specifics about what does and doesn't seem to cause online latency in Street Fighter V, all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. How you doing, everybody? Well, if you've been playing on the CPT, you're not doing that well, because you've been getting bombarded with latency and other stuff like that, and you just it's too much for you, and you got to rage quit. That's what's going Who on. Who could so. have predicted no. that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So let, let's, let's get right into this and, and get people up to speed in case they have not been watching online tournaments as of late. And we kicked off major online Street Fighter V tournaments in 2020 here at the end of May. Uh, we had two Blink All-Star Challenges, and then we've had two CPT online events, which started around mid-June. And there have definitely been complaints about latency and distance issues, but the, this last weekend, uh, as we just alluded to, things took a dramatic turn where we had two, comp two competitors quit during the top eight. Like, just, you know what? I'm out. I'm done. I know this is for a Capcom Cup spot where I can, you know, what is it, a quarter of a million dollars I can win that or something? Yeah, I'm, I'm Well, out. it was for this one of them. For the other one, yeah. uh, not so much. But we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the gigantic difference here is, is no one rage quit in these other tournaments besides this last weekend, or at least they didn't do it in as highly visible of a way as what just happened. And both Idom and El... El Chicote. see. El Chicote, thank you. Uh, both Idom and El Chicote specifically said that Metro M's connection was the reason that they quit their matches. Idom noted that he's only blacklisted three people on CFN, and Metro M, he happened to be one of them. That's a pretty damn big statement considering how much Idom plays online. It's I, I I couldn't believe that. Like I was like, oh dude, like how bad is this guy's connection? And it's pretty hard to see exactly how much things are are lagging on on the uh, players end of things because as a spectator, you're seeing a different version of the latency that's happening in these games. Some of it might be mirrored, but it's not exactly the same. So watching the official stream alone, it's just it's hard to tell how bad things were uh, on, on the players' ends. Yeah. There's a lot to dig into here, a lot of different angles. I'm not sure where exactly you want to start, uh, but I think for me, the the first thing that came to mind was at the very beginning of this, well, just a question of whether or not there's a, should IDOM have joined the tournament in the first place? What's the morality of, of you know whether or not they should have been allowed to quit or whether they should have quit, not should have been allowed to? Um, there's, a, there's a lot to this. I'll let you lead the charge here and ask the first questions, though, because, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I posted it up on Twitter in terms of gatekeeping. Gatekeeping is a common practice in the FGC, and it's kind of a, it's a rite of passage. If you're that good, I mean, I think Idom was even complaining about Punk gatekeeping him for a while. And it's like... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If if that's how come our competitors in the FGC, when you get up there to the, the upper echelon, you're incredible. You're not just good. You're like, yeah, you have earned that spot. And to me, if you've earned that spot, it's like, dude, you can do whatever you want to, man. It, it's to me like people getting upset about that. What I see that as straight up jealousy. I see it as straight up like you are a Capcom Cup champion. You're you're probably the best player on the planet, or if not, you know, close to it. I still have Punk as number one. You know, that's that's you know whatever. They're so close, right? Mm. Um, 
but it's like, dude, you've earned that right. And he's training for future competitions. Like, I mean, it's like, it, it, this is where the guy trains at. It's not like he, he doesn't play online. He plays online all the time. So like, to me, it's like saying like, where you can't train or what you can't do. That's like, that's bull crap. And I, I, I personally don't think that that should happen. Mm-hmm. I believe that it is first and foremost, because there's no ruling by Capcom that says he can't, it is his prerogative to join or not join then and and that's totally fine i don't think any fingers should be pointed at him socially and obviously they're not going to be pointed at him officially because there's nothing there now i can only speak uh, from a sense of authority from my own opinion on what i might do in that same situation and as i look at it i think that i personally would not play now that doesn't mean item's wrong for doing it but i wouldn't and here's why because <laughs> well First of all, there's no money on the line right now because Idom already has his ticket punched for Capcom Cup and you don't get anything besides a qualification spot for Capcom Cup for winning this. So he truly is only gatekeeping. Now he went on Twitter before this uh, even started out, even the before the tournament even played out, and he said, people are giving me some flack for this. I just want to play. And that's totally fine. You can do that. Uh, but as I look at this as a competitor... I think, yeah, but there's a big part of me that wants to see how the competition plays out in a, I I guess I would say, a more traditional sense. I want to see people reach the final boss and then face the final boss. I don't want to see people climbing halfway up the mountain and the final boss comes down and whaps them down the rest of the mountain before they even get up there. And there's no money involved. If there were money involved, I'd be in there, man. I can tell you that right now, I'd be in there. And what does that say? That says that, well, I prioritize the ability to, or the the chance to grab some extra cash as a prize for winning this over everything that I just said. Over, you know, just the, maybe you would call it the purity of competition, something like that. Um, And again, that's just my personal opinion, my stance on the way I view these tournaments playing out. And I imagine there are a handful of people out there that feel uh, in a similar way. They want to see people reach IDOM and then play him or or face off against him in the appropriate channels. After someone's already won, we don't want to see them jumping back into pools and stopping other people from from winning just just because there's something about that that sort of hampers the idea of maybe traditional competition. Okay, so now you've established how you feel about that. Now, now it's obviously that didn't happen. He entered the tournament, but now he rage quits. No, that's the next. That's, that's level two. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So how do you feel about that? Now everybody knew what the hell they were getting into. Chakotay knew. Idom knew. I, uh, I I've been of the opinion of my or uh, the intention to join the online tournament that for North America West because it is an opportunity to maybe get into Capcom Cup. Hey, that'd be cool and, and that would be fun. But I also know the level of frustration that comes with playing online. I know the level of frustration and the intensity and the emotion that comes from playing in tournament. And I know that it gets incredibly magnified when you introduce a factor that where it feels like there's that injustice of something that's affecting your match that's out of your control. And as I think about that, and as I see this all playing out, I go, you know what? I can absolutely see or feel, I can empathize with the feelings that both of these players were were going through during this, and I can almost see myself rage quitting as well. Not in the middle of a match, mind you, between matches, forfeiting. 
But if I'm going to do that, and if that's actually true, then I'm not going to join this tournament in the first place. And I'll back that up a little bit and say, I still don't want to point the finger too hard at these guys because this is kind of a new situation and it's nothing that I'm going to take to the bank and say, well, my gosh, this is a terrible display of character. I think it was a momentary hiccup in character, but it's not something that I'm going to take to the bank. I, I do think that it was wrong of them to quit once they got into it because they knew what they were getting into more or less. They knew the potential of all this. And when you sign up, you're signing up for all of this and everybody says, okay, it's online. I'm going to play in this online. It's not the same as offline, yada, yada, yada. We all know the fine print there. But then your expectation is suddenly that, well, if it's super laggy, I'm just going to throw it all away. It's like, no, that's a hundred percent the potential. Either throw it away from the beginning and don't enter or play it all the way out. Hmm. And there's actually one more level to that. That I, and it's just a little bit of a nitpick. Again, nothing that's going to echo in eternity and nothing that I'm going to say, Idom has poor character. But Idom technically quit before the match was even over. It was after a stun where, I'll give him 99 times out of 100, maybe even, even a greater percentage, Metro M was going to take that round no matter what without any further influence from Idom. But there's the chance that he screws it up, especially with online. Maybe there's a hiccup and he doesn't actually get the punish and Idom wiggles out of stun and then who knows? If the match was already KO or if you were in an animation in an animation that was for sure going to be the end and there was it was completely unequivocal, fair enough. That's the same thing as to me as being in between matches. But Idom quitting with that stun was a little bit more of a little tick next to him, like, eh, that, that's not a great look for you. Okay. Ultimately forgivable, but I would say that ultimately also a mistake. Mm. I'm gonna take a little bit of a different tact with this approach here, and this might sound weird. But I wanted this to happen. This is a very, very good thing in my eyes. Because it's one thing to ignore problems that people complain about on Twitter. And it's quite another to have them shoved in the faces of 26,000 people watching this. Um, and, 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 and just have various websites, including ours, pick up the story and say how bad it is when this kind of stuff happens in terms of just like the latency issues and other stuff. That's when the pressure really starts to build on this stuff and get it addressed. That is a history of Capcom. This is kind of how they operate. It's like, we're going to ignore these issues until they blow up into a big thing and whatnot. And then I've mentioned on previous podcasts that these games need an in-game tool that consistently measures someone's connection and reports that information back to the tournament organizer are in a public spot that everyone can check out. This is not the first time I've said it. It's the second, third, fourth. I don't know how many times I've said it a bunch. This is really easy to do as connection data is already gathered from these players and it would just you know take a monitor or something like just to put it somewhere. This is not hard to do. And guess what? Metro M is not in the tournament anymore because his connection is so bad that it's just, it's unacceptable. It's not tournament quality. And you know what? You could say, hey, there's no precedent. Bull crap, there's no precedent for this. This is how ranked play works in every freaking fighting game on the planet. What kind of connection do I deem acceptable to play against? Four or five bars, five bars, whatever you have. This is a gold standard in our community. And guess what? When the stakes are higher, when things are more important, those tools don't exist. What kind of reality are you living in where you thought that was okay? How do you not think that through when a freaking decade or more of fighting game history has a rating indicator on your connection that is fully and completely like accessible in the game? Like We'd like to see it better, right? But I mean, it's there. It's a baseline expectation. And now you have a Capcom Cup spot and you just completely throw that out the window. 
You're like, ah, we don't care about that stuff. It is stupid. And you know what? Yeah, I was very happy to help contribute to that article we put up on the front page, like saying how dumb that was to not throw out the bad acting connections that are out there and that we know that people play on. This guy is an ultimate grandmaster. I'm not saying anything about his skills, but he's been playing on that connection for a while to get there. Idom plays online a lot. He's blacklisted three people i think i blacklisted like 300 people <laughs> brian f maxed out his blacklist I, I i know that can happen like i did i i came i think i did that too like it's crazy and and, and that's how acceptable he is of like people's connections and whatnot metro m was one of them mm-hmm. like that again this is mind-blowing to me I, i'm not really going to heavily judge idom and el chicote on like you know quitting or not it's like i've been in matches where it's like this is just it's no longer any kind of test of skill it is a test of how much patience I have to deal with latency. And guess what? Someone who plays on a bad connection all the time, their patience and their ability to adapt to that kind of stuff is going to be way higher than mine because that's their standard of play. Their standard of play is like mind-blowingly bad compared to what I am used to. And yeah, I'm not going to play in that. I'm going to drop out of it. I didn't realize it was that bad and it's hard for me to know it's going to be that bad until I get into the game. But yeah. Yeah, and Idom's able to get 100 win streaks. I, I know of one for sure. I, I, I've heard it said as a plural before, so I assume it's happened multiple times. Point is, the dude knows how to play through online. And if he's only blacklisted two or three people, he's done it through, you know, really crappy connections before just for sure. So that does also continue to give weight to, the, you know, how bad this connection potentially was. Although I do have to bring up when we were first looking at this, you mentioned um, looking at the sequence that led up to the rage quit or to the uh, the forfeit. We'll, we'll call it a forfeit. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. It's a forfeit. It was um, Metro M doing Vega's command grab and sort of looping it, just doing it over and over on Idom's wake up. And then when Idom, after like the third one, Idom gets caught with a roundhouse and uh, because he was trying to jump away, saying that Metro M firmly had the read on him there. He was reading the Capcom Cup champion. What do you have to say about that? Oh, it was a great read. I, I, I take zero issue with how Metro M was playing. Um, I Again, he is a very skilled player. You don't get to Ultimate Grandmaster, even with whatever connection stuff you have, um, by luck or by accident or anything like that. It's very clear he's quite good. He was doing stuff with Vega I had never seen, and I had previously mained the character. He's a really good player. He's very quality. It's just you're tipping the scales heavily in your advantage when you train on a connection that's that poor versus someone who has a general standard of play that they kind of work off of. Um, it's just it's a night and day difference, in my opinion. And, and again, those connections should be banned. You should not be allowed to enter a tournament unless your connection hits a certain threshold. And we have those, but we have it in out outside of the game tools. Those those tools are very easy to fake you know, and, and to, to uh, bypass a TO's, you know, scrutiny on it because they've got over 300 people entering the game. It's 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 impossible for a TO to, to monitor connections outside of the game right now, how it currently exists. It's just outright impossible. It's nothing on the TOs at all. I think they did a great job, all things considered. They Their hands are tied with this stuff. This one truly does fall on Capcom where why does this tool not exist in game? Why do you guys have so many gaps in how you measure people's connections and stuff online? Why don't you put more things in there to safeguard this stuff? Because if you do something like, hey, once you're past gold rank, if your connection is not X good, like if it doesn't meet this criteria, you're not allowed to progress any further. And guess what? Metro M is not allowed to get past gold rank at this point in time. You know, or he's only allowed to play in battle 
battle lounges or casual matches and stuff like that. And then you can have a threshold of like, you know, your rank has to be this or your, your connection quality has to be this. There's so many things that could be put into place to to really salvage and, and make online better than what it is now. And it would not be hard to do. And I really appreciate the detail, the specifics that we're now getting into. And not to say that these kind of things haven't been brought up before. Measuring someone's connection, knowing whether or not they're on Wi-Fi. There's, and there's a ton of other stuff just not even in this particular avenue when it comes but to... But now people care about it. Yes. They didn't care about it before when I was shouting about this stuff. Like, and I, how many podcasts in a row is this? I've been shouting about this. Like, ah, we don't care. Oh, it happened on the Pro Tour. Now we care. Well, and, it, and that's when yeah. you say, I'm glad that this happened. You know how much or how I feel, generally speaking, about the validity of tournaments online right now with the technology and the, the, the net code and the current situation that we're in. How I'm I'm very averse to it for the most part. I can I try to see wherever I can the positives, but ultimately I'm like, yeah, miss me with that until we get better. We know that online, uh, specifically for Street Fighter Five, but this spans out for the majority of of fighting games right now. The whole genre is roughly about ten years behind the curve, something like that. Fair enough. But we know that the vehicle of online for competitive uh, um, analysis is is a crappy truck right and it's not going to work the way we want it to work for what we want to accomplish here but it's one thing to say that truck needs to be fixed it's another thing to pop open the hood and look specifically at all of the moving parts and say this is where things need to be fixed this needs to get fixed this fluid needs to be topped off this needs to be taken out because it's a rat's nest whatever it is and we know as a community now Uh, Because we can't see what the inner workings of Capcom and other developers are. But we know as a community now that things have been very clearly highlighted and pinpointed. And now we can have even more of an expectation and and a a confidence that they will be attended to in either an update for whatever is going on right now in the current generation of games or what's coming down the pike. That we're going to get a better experience. And like you said, I'm happy this happened. I'm fully on board with that because like I said, we're pulling up that hood and we're getting very specific with what we want to see changed, what needs to happen for this to become a valid thing in the majority's eyes. And ultimately it's good. It's hard right now. It's uncomfortable right now, but we're doing the legwork and we're highlighting the stuff so that we can have a better tomorrow. Yeah. And these issues aren't just good for Street Fighter V, as you alluded to, they're good for Street Fighter VI. I don't know how much development work Capcom will commit to Street Fighter V at this point, uh, but I know a whole crap ton is going on with Street Fighter VI at the moment. And I'd like to see this stuff either available at launch for that game or soon after. And it's long past time we have these option, options available to us in-game. We just It, it needs to be, this is there if we're going to have online tournaments. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that. Um, but uh, before we move on here uh, to another issue that people are complaining about, maybe not as valid here, uh, I will note that that um, if Idom had won that tournament, the the Capcom Cup spot would not have been forfeited or anything like that. It would just go to the second person in line, mm-hmm. you know. So um, uh, it's so it's it's not like you know it, it's he was taking that spot away permanently. But if you got in his bracket or whatever, yeah, your route to that 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 spot was that much tougher because Idom is incredible. But well, yeah. and I got to give Idom a little extra slack because they were playing on the Kanzuki Estate stage. And I think that stage, uh, from my own experiences, has a lot of extra lag on it when you play. Just the, the stage itself. It's got a lot of animations in the background. There's like ninjas jumping around and stuff. And, um, you know, and so that kind of a thing can really slow down your connection, can't it? Well, that's a good question <laughs> here. Let's actually get into uh, stages causing latency. 
And various player, players and personality in the community have jumped in to say how much latency stages were causing and how upset they were about Capcom banning the grid, also known as a trading stage. We actually re-ran a story here we posted in 2019 from uh, MDZ Jimmy, who did a number of tests and found that stages were not causing latency, even on a base PlayStation 4 unit and playing online. I have yet to see anyone show proof that stages are causing consistent frame drops in Street Fighter V. I'm not saying it's impossible for it to happen, I, I'm, but I am saying I have yet to see proof of it. I've seen a lot of people saying it happens, but no one actually wants to provide evidence of it. And I have been very disappointed by our community once again jumping on the stages are a massive problem issue and saying it's due to lag and performance issues, but not doing the base level testing to prove that it's the case. Trust my eyeballs because my eyeballs have certainly never lied ever before i've never seen something and magic doesn't exist uh, in terms of you know hand faster than the eye all this other kind of stuff trust my eyes and brain because they're perfect <laughs> and it's just it's ridiculous to me look there are advantages for competitors playing on the grid i get that the visual rollback that happens when street fighter 5 on uh, you play it online is less jarring but these are pro level players asking them to deal with, with the issues of like, you know, visual rollbacks and stuff like that is not too much. These guys practice under way worse conditions. That is completely acceptable. Besides which there are a number of stages that don't have the visual rollback elements because they're mostly static. Like Sagat stage are Karen's daytime stage. I, her nighttime stage. Yeah. It's got a bunch of people and other stuff like that, but the daytime stage, it's just basically almost a static background. These are like, and yeah, Play on those stages. There are multiple solutions to this problem. Okay. But you can see... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I just... I want to back up here because this is probably a little bit of a like cold water to the face for the community. I know it was for me in expect, inspecting this because it seems very logical and intuitive that if you have more animations going on, that there's more chaos, that more stuff the game has to take you know, into account and simultaneously juggle, that there's more of a chance for lag. There's more of a chance for uh, your own system or console to slow down and then that'll cause a desync and things have to catch up. It just makes total sense to the point where we didn't feel like we needed to do much testing there and we could just all assume that any stage that wasn't training stage was going to have a higher uh, tendency for lag. Totally makes sense and, and even as I say it now, it's hard for me to go, yeah, but, but that might not be the case. Now we've done, as far as I know, one test that I've seen and that was Jimmy's test where he used a couple of different, it was, it was PC, it was PlayStation, it was PlayStation, uh, did you use a PlayStation Plus? I uh, use a base PS4. Base PS4. Know. But the point was he tested it online, he tested it offline, and he found using a, a specific program to measure frame drops, it didn't matter what stage they were playing on, it's training stage or a field of fate with all of those little Nikali hair, sea anemones at the bottom with the grass and all of that stuff where people feel like that's the worst potential offender. It all was the same consistent. Now, there was one frame drop every, was it 14 or 17 seconds? 17 frames, yeah. Oh. Uh, and um, it's, it's a single frame drop there. And I think my guess is, because I think I remember reading something about it, that Capcom has programmed that into the game to kind of help with rollbacks universally, universally, like to keep stuff in sync, I believe is why that's in there. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's kind of a trade-off of like, yeah, every 17 seconds we're going to drop a frame, but it's going to help you know stabilize the game sure. overall. So they, they feel that the um, the it's a necessary evil. Mm -hmm. Now, but the point was this this is just one test run by one person. It's clearly not a peer-reviewed, ready to go into the scientific journal and become you know become some kind of a law. 
but it is more cold hard evidence for this side of the scale than we have from everybody thinking and believing that other stages beyond training mode will cause more lag. So with where we're at now, I do want more testing. I want to see it further. But the fact is we have a big weight on this side of the scale right now that needs to be attended to. And it can't just be shrugged off by, no, I think that this is the case because people have been saying it forever and because it seems to be the way that things should work. This is a pretty big revelation. And it's kind of cool. It means to me with where I'm standing right now that technically playing on any stage is not going to directly affect my experience when I'm playing online, if I ever do that again. Yeah. And there might be, I mean, again, Capcom has better access to how stuff performs than any of us. And they've got the developer tools to do it. And the stages that they've banned, they might actually have these issues. I don't know if those issues uh, have gotten, you know, tested or whatever, but I know like stuff like Rashid and um, uh, the beach stage, like have got obvious issues with like, you know, some of the things well, obscuring uh, the, on their the views and uh, the, yes. your view of the, of what's happening. Yeah. But then there's stuff like Vega stage, which is actually banned, which I don't think has any of those issues. But I wonder if they've seen that that has some performance issues and they're like, yeah, let's just ban this from, you know, from play because this can cause some problems because that one is fairly busy, too. So, I mean, there might the Capcom might have already done these tests and, you know, it, I'm speculating here, but my point about this is there are multiple solutions to this problem and you can see a number of people are very quick to call Capcom out about this issue even though it's not been proven in fact again as you said the, the it's weighted much more heavily on the other side that this is not an issue and I highlight this because it shows some of the mindset problems our community has it's not the first nor I imagine is it going to be the last time we'll see this stuff from our community we need to focus heavily on the issues we can prove are legitimate issues not making stuff up that we think might be a problem if you're constantly telling someone how wrong this thing is but you've done no testing or proper research into it and they've done their homework that makes you look really bad that's what a number of people have been doing with the stage issue and now they're option selecting it and saying oh yeah instead of it causing latency issues it's just a visual rollback problems but i think we've all been in a number of debates with someone and had them pull out this tactic where they change direction in the middle of an argument because their main point got so heavily disproven and i think it's clear when that happens they're more interested in winning the argument than they are in resolving stuff and Look, it's okay to admit you're wrong on stuff. It happens. You acknowledge it and you move on instead of just refuting valid points because you were off base. Pro player, our personality X going on Twitter or wherever in winning an argument uh, on the internet isn't helping all of us get better uh, a better experience online. It's just feeding their ego. Again, hold these people accountable when they put misinformation out there. Show them the accurate stuff. Don't let it slide. And when they try to put their BS statements out there, just go, hey, you know what? This has already been proven. You need to freaking come up with something better than this. You are uh, a firecracker today. Oh, no, man. Issue. This stuff has been pissing me off. I could tell. Like, yeah. I, the, 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 let me let me talk to the people for a second because I don't want to turn everybody off with uh, your team, my team kind of a thing right now. People. Uh, 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 hear me, please. Like, this was news to me. I actually, uh, um, I missed this article when it went up. I think it was Dakota that posted it. And for whatever reason, I didn't, I didn't dig into it far enough to know exactly what the results were. Maybe it was my day off. I don't know. I hope so. Don't tell my boss. Anyways, <laughs> this was uh, a, a revelation for me. And like I said, 
it isn't conclusive. It's just the most hard evidence we have so far that we can refer to. I want to see more testing. What I'm doing right now and what I would encourage other people to do is keep an open mind, take the information that we have thus far and be scientific with it. Okay, so this is where we're at. It seems as though lag does not come from the stage choice. Let's keep checking it out, do more tests, do all the stages, all the situations that we can and be as thorough as possible and be open to the information as it comes through and evolve our uh, opinions of things and our view of things along with the information. And that's all we have to do. So yes, right now, John's not wrong. You know, that we've had this very strong idea and everyone, pro players, I myself have thought it. It's just, and like I say, it's intuitive that this is the case, but it doesn't seem to be. Have an open mind, please, because the better we can pinpoint and the more precise we can be about the actual issues that are going on, the more efficiently we can approach them with fixes. Exactly. And it goes for me too. I'm pissed off about the subject. And if someone comes up tomorrow and they did, you know, 50 years of testing on all the stages and they put me wrong, hey, I'm happy to hold that. And not only am I happy to hold that L, I will freaking post the story on the website or get someone else to uh, post it up on the website and be like, promote it again and prove it's an issue. What I'm saying again is I don't care if I'm right or wrong. What I do care about is I care about testing stuff properly. And I, I care about addressing these issues that make the game better for everyone, not just for me or not to just feed my ego or whatever i want this better for everyone mm -hmm. um and, and so to, to shift gears just a little bit here uh, some people have pointed out like why not just use a grid like look these other stages they, they have visual rollback and other stuff like that it doesn't harm anyone to use it well there are business and viewership reasons for keeping stage variety i know this rule isn't What's that? I said eSports. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I know this rule is important enough to Capcom that they figured they needed to ban training stage in Street Fighter V and even in Street Fighter IV to help with the viewership and probably increase DLC sales of stages. Sales of DLC uh, in, in the game that helped fund the Pro Tour. There are valid reasons to keep stage variety intact. It is a part of the experience that these players are benefiting from. I know previously there were a lot of complaints about constantly using the training stage in Street Fighter 4. It was like constant. I remember it so much. And, and that's where we first saw this approach implemented. Mm -hmm. So again, study your history here. There is a reason how come Capcom has implemented this. And as far as we know, like the, the performance difference is negligible. It's sure it can happen, but there are there are many more valid reasons to keep this stuff in place. Namely, hey, guess what? You guys like winning money from a pro tour. Do you like having a pro tour to begin with? Well, this stuff all supports it and props it up. And the business aspect of the stuff, which Capcom is still currently losing money on, is important. Yeah. Yeah. And just have an open mind. That's all I got to say yep. about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a, uh, that was cathartic. Uh, that, that was a, uh, I wanted to get you that guys, out there. like <laughs> we've been, we've been hanging out with John behind the scenes in the, in the water cooler chats and such. And he has been uh, <laughs> quite a hot potato about this. So. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, uh, but uh, I digress. So uh, on a, on a different tone, uh, different note, I should say, Chris G was canceled by evil geniuses. And one thing that has consistently held up here in the US is a company's right to separate themselves from you if they do not like your actions or words. 
they have the ability to end your employment or your association with them if they deem these things harmful to their image. Like if they don't like what you're doing, like you're gone. Uh, various individuals have tried to sue companies over the years for being terminated, for doing things like pornography or activities that the company company felt was not representative of their brand. And what has consistently been found out in these uh, issues with these companies is, is that they have every right to drop you over this stuff. And it's been one of the heavy contributors to cancel culture. Even before social media became a thing, this was a this was like a good reason for for companies to do it and again like it's been held up in the court of law like it's like oh yeah we have the right to do this social media of course has added to this but this is where we're at right now it's um, i'm not so sure about my opinions on this quite yet it happened just yesterday right yeah yeah it's well the the eg announcement happened yesterday mm -hmm. but actually this this issue with chris g happened years ago oh it's been and, happening and, for years <laughs> yeah well that's yes chris g's uh, yeah okay so i suppose where it's at is it's it's evil genius's prerogative to do this now the one thing that's sticking out in my in my head as i looked through some of these um just through this content chris g's uh i, I guess girlfriend uh mentioned that the evil genius has recently had to move out to Seattle and spend like $5,000 of his own money to do that. And, and I don't know all the particulars, but it seems like there is a pretty heavy investment from his side. And now all of a sudden they're just canceling over something that's been around for a while. Uh, does that deserve some conversation or is it a cut and dry case that, Hey, uh, no, even though that's exactly what just happened, uh, we can, we can still terminate the contract and it's all morally just fine because of the stuff you did in the past. I mean, that's a, that gets into an argument of, and, and it's something here I can provide a little bit more thoughts on in a general sense. Um, I think each individual person has to be judged just like that as an individual on what they did and what you know. Um, what, whether you think that Chris G deserves this or not is kind of up to you. Um, but in terms of if EG can do this, unless Chris G has an ironclad contract that secures like that, they, they can't do it, no. they can't. And, and I mean, he can go back with a lawsuit. I mean, you can, you know, sue someone over sneezing on you, right? I mean, you can, you can do a lot of things with that. And I mean, he might have a lawsuit on his hands. He might not, I don't know. Um, it, it's, it's just a kind of thing. Like it's, it's what, what is your opinion of this? Uh, I know there's some people who are just celebrating this move and just saying it's about damn time should have happened, you know, years ago, all this other kind of stuff. Very happy to see it. And then others are like, Hey, this is kind of like past the statute of limitations, you know, and it's, it's a divided thing. Um, and I will say that I'm really curious what the implications here are going to be for Capcom with the Chris G stuff, because they typically have not gone back through older statements to address stuff, but that's what happened here with Chris G. It's kind of an old new event and the, and the punishment by his team was just handed out, but the event that, that, you know, that got him fired, basically canceled happened years ago. So what if Chris G gets top eight in a CPT event now? Will Capcom be comfortable promoting him? He's a strong enough player in Street Fighter V to qualify for top eight. It's not like he's not good enough to do it. And if they start looking back through FGC history on people who have said gnarly stuff through the years, you're going to see a lot a very high profile, um, you're going to see a lot of very high profile people canceled. This is my guess as to why they haven't done it. And the same thing with Evo. 
and if you say something now, they will probably go after you. I mean, and, and probably cancel you. We've I think that's happen. pretty much. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think it's very well established. Uh, but it seems like stuff from years ago isn't being dug up, despite numerous people pointing it out to both Capcom and to Evo on what things have been done. It's not like this stuff is a secret and not known. It's known by both organizations and all the TOs and stuff like that. It's so easy to find it. Any path you choose here is going to piss people off, yeah. whether you choose to act on old stuff or ignore it. But yeah, it, it's oof, it, it's about as loaded as can be. I'm really curious what Capcom's going to do because it, it it could set a precedent here of going back and looking at older stuff. But you could argue again, well, this was a brand new thing that happened with EG dropping Chris G, so that's what we're reacting to. Um, and but yeah, if if they start digging through old stuff, ooh, it's gonna be interesting, really interesting. But uh, but yeah, the the. Mm. Social media necromancy, huh? Like, wh- where do we where do we get off on that particular bus? Where is it okay? Where, I suppose it's a case by case basis, but you know what? I'm not an expert on it, and it's sensitive stuff, so I don't want to get too far into all of that because um, I don't feel like I'm an authority there. So yeah. I'll just leave that be. I, I would say be very mindful of making jokes or taking this stuff lightly. It's serious. It should be taken that way. Uh, but on a different and related note, I've seen a lot of the toxicity in the FGC from players and developers through the years. And I'm really glad to see this stuff being cleaned up and not tolerated like it was. There's no reason for the toxicity or racism to be allowed in our community. It hurts our scene and the people in it. And I'm glad, I'm really freaking glad that this garbage is gone. Um, how we go about cleaning it up, I think that is the point of contention for many. Uh, but I know many people wanted this garbage gone. And like I said, it's it just it's it's so good. It's refreshing to see it gone. It is. So, it's the growing pains of change, right? Because mm-hmm. on the other end of this, if, if things go well, it just sets a new standard of how people will have to conduct themselves to be accepted socially and, and professionally. Um, but that wasn't the standard before. Can you can you just suddenly tell the dog it's no longer okay to be on the couch when you've let him be on the couch for you know the first five years of his life or whatever it wasn't right then but now we've decided it's a big enough issue that we can start banning people dropping people from their sponsors over uh is is chris g just a a an unfortunate kind of casualty of this change that it has to happen he has to be an example so that everyone can know that we're being serious about this and that this is the new standard how else do you establish something like that in a way that's going to resonate with people it is a sticky situation i give it that mm-hmm. and, I'm, and i'm glad that i'm not one that's directly calling shots on either end of, of anything or, or directly involved in some of these decisions um but i hope that we can get this established as quickly as possible and that we don't lose everybody over it and that people will be better and and just kinder to each other and more thoughtful towards each other moving forward Uh, that's that's the goal that this should be aimed at is is upping the standards for the society letting everybody know this is what's okay here's where the line is hopefully this line doesn't change in 10 minutes but we'll see and uh hope for the best yeah, I, I overall, again, feel it's a very, very good thing for our scene. Uh, I've got kids I plan on bringing up through the FGC. I want them to be a part of it and to understand what it is and stuff like that. And my uh, youngest is a girl. You know, I want her to, to be comfortable and happy in, in that climate uh, as much as it can be. You know, so um, this is all stuff that's very important to me. Uh, and I think it's important to most people. Um, and the people it's not important to are that, you know, if they take issue with uh, <laughs> being a racist or having massively toxic personalities. We probably are not going to have you in the FGC anymore. So, you know, yeah. uh, good riddance. So, but anyway, um, 
moving back here, uh, I know that you and Dream King, like I, I had assigned you guys something of, of testing uh, and, and actually proving where Street Fighter V has latency issues. And I, I know you wrote about this. Where did you find the latency issues actually legitimately existed in this game? Yeah, this was interesting. And I, you know me, you know my personality. I have to start this with a little bit of a, a little asterisk and say this is just, again, one situation, one test done by two individuals with one particular connection. So this doesn't span for everyone. But I can say what we found, and it can be a an initial building block until we get more information either to you know to confirm or to um, to deny it but what we did was we wanted to jump in specifically to Street Fighter 5 and see if we couldn't consistently recreate lag from any specific scenarios specific input situations whatever we had a few ideas of what we think similar to the expectations of having a, a busy stage causing lag um, a few ideas of what we think would cause extra lag, things like activating Nikali's V-Trigger, Bison's V-Trigger, V-Trigger 1 specifically. Everyone's felt like that's been a, an online scrub killer and, and, and uh, lag causer uh, since day one. But we didn't know for sure. We want to see it. We want to be able to recreate it and, and be consistent with it. And so what we did was we, uh, we jumped in, and I think we picked both Bison and Nikali to, uh, to test this, and we did a whole bunch of different things. Um, and to try to, we, we didn't have any programs or tools that could measure frame drops. This was all a visual eye test, so uh, not the most specific. But hey, if you can see repeated lag like this, then that's, that's going to be pretty obvious as opposed to just single frame drops that maybe your eye catches, maybe it doesn't every time. So what we did was if you move backwards with your character or move forwards, um, there are little tiny animations with certain characters. Like for instance, Nikali, there are two little uh, threads of hair that hang in the front of his face that have a very clear swaying motion back and forth when he's walking. And if there's any lag, it's very easy to see it occur with those because they quickly have these little jumps to them. And so it's very easy to discern. So I use that uh, to measure from my end as I was controlling Nikali. And so what I did was I just only walked back and forth in neutral. And the, the control was to have first Steven do nothing at all, just stand there. And sure enough, they just had this continuous sway to them. And then we did uh, single inputs every one second. And then we had a mash inputs just consistently for a few seconds seconds. We had them do a bunch of dashes back and forth and then finally rotate the stick in 360 degrees for a few seconds. What we saw was with the single inputs, sometimes they would indeed cause lag, not every time, but there was a little bit. Every every so often you'd see those little flicks um, very clearly. When there was uh, continuous inputs over and over again, every single time it happened, the, the hair was just going crazy and all over the place in very non-fluid motions. It caused a certain input, or it caused a certain amount of lag every single time we did it, and it happened on his end too. Now, Bison, you can't have, you don't see quite as much, um, there's not a, quite of a detail, because uh, he doesn't have those like locks of hair or anything, but you could just see the character stuttering as it was trying to move back and forth across the screen. Very apparent. There was a little bit with the dashing, and then there was a little bit more than that with the 360 inputs. We should also note that we didn't notice anything with the activation of V-Trigger or these movements within V-Trigger once it was already established. It seemed to be consistent throughout, and like I said, nothing, no obvious lag spikes with the activation of V-Trigger. 
I would very much like to do this uh, again and again with more characters, more connections, and, and even more precise tools to measure frame drops. But what we saw was continuous inputs caused lag to happen very consistently every time we did it. And this piggybacks off of something that the community kind of has already established. I know Brian F. did a video on it, and uh, FubarDuck explored it as well. When you stun someone and you're going in for a full combo, a lot of times you'll see lag start to happen. The reason is because they're either mashing out a stun or they're mashing DP in the combo in the hopes that you'll drop it. And so the meta for some online has evolved to be that you drop these combos on purpose so the DP comes out so then you can get a crush counter and go in even harder, which sucks because that's kind of becoming what you do when you play online, something very, very different and obviously uh, in contrast to what you would do offline. But I, I will I would jump in and say, I mean, that is still an offline tactic as well. If you look over and you see that they're playing mashing, you, you drop your combo on purpose so that they, they mash out something. It's just done a little differently, but it is a thing offline too. If you're not confident in your ability to do the combos, or if you, I mean, sure, you could do that, but it's not something that you're going to actually, you know that you can't directly affect the game and the, the frame rate by doing this is, uh, I think, the main takeaway there. But that was what we found, broadly speaking. There's, a, um, there's an article where we show footage of each thing happening, so you can see it for yourself, and a little more analysis in the text, of course. But yeah, that was our finding. Yeah, and it's... I, I was talking to the guys about like Bison's V Trigger One because I'm like I, I'm like I swear guys like there's got to be something there and they're testing it up and down, and then Dream King mentioned he's like well how many problems are just resulting from the mashed inputs because Bison's V Trigger One is a mashed V Trigger that's how you do it literally you mash on the stick and on the buttons and hoping for good stuff to happen and then you just hit confirm into it that's that's how you do it and so it might not be that the V Trigger One is causing problems but actually just the mashing of inputs at that point in time is making things even worse are actually just making them bad to begin with and that's where you're seeing all the causes uh, of people's complaints about it uh, and it's funny sometimes how often we take a problem and kind of add it on and like extrapolate on it when it's really just one root problem that's causing everything uh, it, it's it's a very normal human thing to do sometimes it's just literally there's a root cause and fixing that one thing fixes everything and i'm not saying it's the case here but i i we know it i mean we've documented this problem other people have it's a legitimate issue in street fighter 5 uh, it might be a legitimate issue with other rollback games as well because you guys tested this in uh, a street fighter 4 and you did not have the same issue right we did test it in street fighter 4 and we couldn't we didn't get almost any lag steven said that he felt like there were a few moments um we we did these same tests and then we also i mean obviously save for the v trigger activation but then we also just played a few matches because we were not going to boot up street fighter 4 and not play matches don't tell our boss though <laughs> and but he he said he did notice a few times where maybe but dude he was hitting his dudley combos and his oni combos like 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 butter like he had no problem with them at all and uh, and that game has you know one frame links and such to it so and to me i didn't notice any lag at all in our street fighter 4 session um, now given that i my my fingers and my my kind of subconscious is no longer acclimated to you know specific precise street fighter 4 plays so it could have been that there was a little bit and i just wasn't picking up on it but as far as i could see with the naked eye and my experience i didn't see any at all now, little apples to oranges there. You got one type of um, netcode versus another, and you got servers that are probably a lot more busy. I don't know if that's a factor. And um, 
and yeah, so it's it's not exactly the same thing, but yes, we didn't see much lag at all when we were playing Street Fighter Four um, and and doing those similar tests. And so that to me indicates it's probably a problem with rollback uh, style of code, and that the developers need to specifically account for mashed inputs with rollback code in a way that they probably have not had to do with delay based code. Mm-hmm. And maybe when someone goes to stun or goes to those you know certain circumstances, you're able to to put in an algorithm or some kind of like thing in there that just kind of accounts for it, and will only do certain inputs at certain points in time. But it makes sense that with you know um, with online fighting games, they're just sending inputs back and forth. Usually, there might be a few other instances like an injustice, you know, with like stage you know um, uh, hazards and other things um, that they might send some other information. But generally speaking, that's the most optimal way of doing fighting games: is send as little information as possible so it gets there as quickly as possible. Uh, you're, you're not actually sending a lot of information in fighting games. It's usually just the inputs and probably some stuff to you know prevent people from cheating or hacking the game. Uh, a few other odds and ends, but it's very little data. Um, and there it yeah. is. So from this, you know, uh, if it were me listening, of course I would be saying yes. But we want more testing. We want better testing. We want specific programs running where you can see exactly where it's happening and, and recreate it and be even more precise with the information. So hey, nerds that have the programs and have the the setups that can do this that I wish I had right now, please, if you have any inclination, if you want to see things get better, run these tests, do it. Normally, we look to the, the big-time scholarly scientists to take care of this sort of stuff, but you know what? It's the FGC. We're not quite there yet, but you know we really know how to, to how to start to dig in into this. You know, we saw MDG, MDZ Jimmy do his thing with the uh, with the stages and whatnot. The community, especially right now, we know you're not doing anything else because we don't have tournaments to go to and, and, and um, the situation is what it is. Spend some time exploring this and share your findings with the rest of us and let's get to the bottom of it. Let's be as specific under that hood of that truck and hope that Capcom is doing as much as they can. I have no doubt that they have put this on hopefully the highest priority, if not way up there in the top three of what they want to attend to in their fighting games. But the more we do, hey, first of all, it gives you something to do. It helps us as a community understand what's going on. It gives us a more refined view of all of these things, you know, a la the MDZ Jimmy findings. And I think it's it's good for everyone. It's interesting and it's refining for us. So if you have the time, if you have the equipment, if you have the drive, please do it. Share it with the rest of us. We'll run your stuff on Event Hubs probably. We want to get this information out there. Let's do it together. And that's very well said. And one thing I'll add to this is, you know, we, we got a, a heads up the other day about how come you guys just don't point, you know, at Skullgirls or them's fighting herds or whatever that, you know, clearly have superior netcode and other stuff. And it's like the wind blows hardest at the top of the mountain people there are so many more eyes and so many more things like following smash and street fighter than most other games in the fighting game communities the, the games that people care about the most and there's a tendency to not document and not see these other games problems as much uh, because they just people don't pay attention to them and it's i remember with um with evo one year they talked about doing the um the new uh ports of marvel versus capcom 2 that happened on the playstation 3 and the xbox 360 versus doing dreamcast and I think Wizard said he's like, I mean, we can do that, guys, but who's going to go in there and document if um, if those ports hold up at a tournament level and don't have problems? Uh, that takes a lot of years of, of time and effort and other things like that that the community's put in with the Dreamcast version. We know it works, so that's what we're using. 
that's kind of where I go with these other games. That yeah, the the word on the street is that they have you know way superior netcode to Street Fighter Five, but it's like who's really going neck and neck and testing these games and testing their netcode out? As far as I know, no one is. It's just really coming down to opinion. And then you have developers on the other side of the fence who worked on comp- uh, direct competitors to these games, saying yeah, well, I mean our game's better. Says every single developer on the <laughs> planet who ever compares their game to another competitor's product, like they never say the competitor is better. So. I don't know how much better or not these games netcode is. It's it's really, you know, it's up for debate. If someone can go in there and prove it, that's great. But we're having trouble just even proving it in a vacuum in just one game, right? Like where, where that game is having issue and stuff at. And it's basically, again, as we just established earlier on the podcast, it's people's eye test. It's people's like, oh, I think Street Fighter V's code is this bad or that bad or whatever. It's like the real tests have not been done. So yeah, we focus a lot on Street Fighter V because the Capcom is still the torchbearer for a lot of things in the fighting game community. Uh, they started the first Pro Tour. A lot of people, you know, went after that. Um, they had rollback code in there uh, as far as AAA games, I think, before anyone did. Uh, it, it's, you know, there's only a handful of games that are doing it right now, but they started it with Street Fighter Cross Tekken back in 2012. A lot of people don't realize that. Uh, it, it's They've been doing a number of things, and, you know, it's just they're a, they're a very big and easy target for a lot of people. That doesn't necessarily mean it's reality. It could be be but again as we talked about earlier on the podcast we want to see the test done we want to see the stuff done so we focus a lot on street fighter 5 because it's what people know it's what they want to talk about it's what they want to hear about um but again if you can prove it uh we are happy to post it up on the website man we'd be thrilled to see it uh but there it is absolutely that's what we're here for you know it's a big reason what we're here for and uh, i want to kind of try to end this sort of on a good note and there's a lot of negativity because a lot of the stuff that we're going through right now, and I'm not even just talking about the, the stuff going on outside, all of the, the crazy chaos that our society and the world in generally, and I'm saying just the fighting game stuff with CPT Online being what it's been and, and the drama with that and and you know, John getting mad at everybody for <laughs> their their opinions on the, uh, or their, their assumptions about uh, the stages and things like that. And then I'm definitely mad at everyone. He's mad at everyone, everyone in the community. <laughs> giant finger with one hand pointed at everyone and a middle finger on the other hand backing it up. Yeah, no. <laughs> not not just a handful of people I see on Twitter saying it. it's everyone. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. We, we, this is on the internet. We use general sweeping statements to get as fiery as we can. You know that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then I and then I'll, I'll one more negative thing. After Steven and I did this testing, we've actually were doing it over uh, two weeks, and we did our first kind of line of tests um, last Monday. When I saw that, and and again, I had already seen this a little bit with Fubar Duck and and Brian F documenting it. But when I saw it firsthand, and and just seeing it consistently be laggy and and I knew that I or my opponent could cause this potentially just by drumming on the stick too much that took away my motivation to play and I have not played online Street Fighter 5 since and it's been demoralizing to me and that's another negative you know about this whole thing but like we were getting at earlier I am feeling more encouraged than I have been and it's it sucks because where we're at right now is the growing pains process and we're not quite through it yet but we are starting to get tangible usable information that was is in my mind for sure pointing to and and leading to a better tomorrow with these things and I am very excited I am ready to be there now and I know we're not there yet but I want to get there as fast as we can, and I think this is making the process more efficient, and it's going to be speedier, more rapid, and as I focus on that, the takeaway here is is ultimately uplifting, and I'm glad, and 
And again, I don't know if I'm going to be playing any Street Fighter V online anytime soon just because of the way I perceive it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't. And, and again, maybe your connection is better where that doesn't consistently happen. But hey, let's find out. Do these tests. Check this out. Let's get there as fast and efficiently as possible. And I guess that's all I have to say because I keep saying it over and over again. So there you go. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're going to get out of here before we piss off every single person off the internet, and that's just how it is, but thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back with you soon.